Hello, hello, and welcome to episode five already of Ugly Duckling and Bright Orange Future. I'm here with my real life brother, Maddie G. Yes, you are. Up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what is, uh, this is not going to help people listening, but for those watching, oh. what is the t-shirt you're wearing? I was just looking at Oh, you, you, what is the t-shirt? It is a, uh, a Seattle band called Antonioni. Antonioni. It, it would yeah. be a Seattle band. That's, that's yeah, so energy of you. Well, I don't know. It's just, uh, <laughs> it's just the clothes I have. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, uh, this is great. This is the second show of the week. It's also an exciting one because it's uh, our first show that has a guest. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, we have uh, noted and talented impressionist, artist, musician, roustabout, uh, and Bitcoiner, Brecky Von Bitcoin of uh, Venice Beach, California, uh, will be joining us here in a few minutes to talk some music and uh, whatever else is going on in his life and maybe get into a little Bitcoin later. Um, what's going on in your life, Matt? Uh, well, the Froze is going on in my life. It's a new, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I lost a bet with my business partner. He, he, he said, he said, if we brought in a Froze into the restaurant, we would sell it like hand over fist. And I'm like, no one's going to buy a Froze, a pre, like one of those, you know what I'm talking So yeah. this is, so it's a, but is it yeah. alcoholic? Oh yes. Oh yeah. So it's like, it's like frozen Rose basically. It's, it's Rose with peach vodka. Yeah. Uh, fresh lemon juice and simple syrup. And of course water. that would kill it in Fremont in the summer i've been eating yeah it's it it is it's working out one, one, like immediately know. i didn't right know now. they're delicious they're i need delicious, a froze now, machine now, downstairs yeah. like now yeah. and we're borrowing the froze machine from a friend of ours who, uh, <laughs> whose bar isn't open right now and he's like you got to try it out and he's like just yeah run with it, it. so i love it i've been making a lot of froze that's what's going on that's what's going on at, at the giddy up the up giddy up yeah. shout out yeah. to the giddy uh, well, shoot, let's see what's new here. Uh, well, we, uh, we had to upgrade uh, and got a, a slightly larger above ground pool in the backyard uh, for last weekend. So the girls can actually like splash around a little better. Uh, okay. We're not going swimming anytime soon. It's not the, not the biggest yards in the subdivision here in, uh, in outside of LA, but it's more than good enough for uh, tiny little kids to go have fun. And, you know, they don't know any better. Like that might as well be an Olympic pool to them. Oh, it's, I'm sure it's yeah. absolutely. Uh, and it, it has room for me to sit in it at the same time, uh, which is awesome. It's a lot better than the doggy pool we had before. So yeah, that's the big highlight around here. Uh, okay, so we're gonna get into, uh, we're gonna bring Brecky in here in a minute. I would be remiss, I actually totally forgot to mention our sponsor, which is, you know, <laughs> obviously we own this channel. So uh, swanbitcoin.com, check it out. Uh, best way to set up automatic recurring purchases in the United States. If you want to get yourself some Bitcoin, take the emotion out of it. Just uh, steadily accumulate a little bit of Bitcoin every week, every month, every paycheck. Daily's coming soon. And uh, yeah, I mean, basically the thesis is 96% of people in general left to their own devices will uh, buy high and sell low. That's not what you want to do. You want to, as they say, FOMO in. Uh, fear of missing out, which is basically just like the price goes up and that's when you buy and then you get scared when it goes down and that's when you sell. This takes that out of it and just lets you accumulate Bitcoin just like you would straight out of your paycheck into a 401k or like, uh, you know, equity in a mortgage in your home. That's it. I shilled as hard as I could right at 30 seconds. 
done. Um, I think that we should bring in my, my good buddy, been friends for about a year now, and I'm so psyched for you to get to talk to him, Matt, because you're both more musical than I am, and uh, I can't wait for this discussion. So let's bring in uh, Brecky Von Bitcoin. Well, hello, everybody. Thanks for having me on. on uh, uh, I, the name's long. It's, it's, it's the ugly duckling in the bright orange future. I got it. I got it. I nailed it. How are you guys doing? Good, 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 good. Doing great. Doing great. Welcome. Yeah. So what's, what's new with you, Brecky? I know you, uh, you moved recently. Are you settled in? I did. I'm, I'm in Santa Monica, technically. Don't blame okay. me. No longer a cool site anymore. I guess I'm getting older. I turned 30 a few days ago. Yes. So, happy, happy belated birthday. I know we toasted a few days ago, but your ugly duckling birthday celebration is now. It is. It is. Uh, What's to say, man? I mean, this is exciting. I love hearing you guys banter back and forth. It's really cool that you guys are both real brothers. I need to uh, start a podcast with my real brother too once he, uh, once I get him to, into Bitcoin, also. But that, that'll take <laughs> time. We can, we can, uh, you know, impart our secrets, help you along on how to how to pull off a brother's podcast. It's not, it's not as easy as we make it look. So, yeah. <laughs> actually, we'll tell you after we figure some of them out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, good. I, I thought we would uh, kick this off as we plan to with all of our guests. Uh, Matt, do you want to pose the question or shall I? Oh, well, uh, why don't you? you okay. You, well, have, you have it down. Here we go. Okay. So, uh, Brecky, we'd love to know uh, an artist or a song, band, or an album that uh, has meant something very deep to you over the course of your life that's like stood the test of time in bitcoin or terms you'd call it you know maybe low low time preference art uh something something that lasts uh yeah. and and then tell us a little bit about why uh that particular piece of music or or artist means so much to you sure well if you i'm going to break with tradition slightly and i'm going to tell you a song that is not one of those songs because i got a good story for it it'll be really quick okay I had a friend and we would always go like camping or we were at summer camp and around the fire, like people would play important songs and things like that. And he would get a, he, he always did this once a summer and he'd get up and he said, everybody, I have a really, really important song to play. It's gotten me through some really tough times. And, you know, I, I just hope it, I hope it helps you the way it helps me. And then he does this amazing guitar intro and everyone's practically <laughs> crying already. And then he starts playing Hit Me Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. And it's the funniest thing you've ever seen. Um, that is not my song. That is, uh, I just wanted to share. But uh, That's nice. so an important song to me. Um, I mean, this is the one that I just probably will always stick with me is, is John Denver's uh, uh, Country Roads. Um, everybody loves it. Everybody sings it at karaoke. But it was my, it's my dad's favorite song. And every car trip or family gather, I don't know, we end up singing it at some point for absolutely no reason. Um, so that's, that's a song I just, I'll always love. That's a nice little insight into your, into your, uh, into your family that, that you guys hang out and sing songs together. And so is, is your dad a, a musician as well or? No, I, I'm like the, the well, I'm, I was the first musician in the family, let's say. My brother and sister are musical. And I think, I think it skipped a few generations, but uh, no, my, my dad sings songs and gets the lyrics wrong. He probably doesn't even know the words to country roads aside from the first, uh, you know, he changes them every time he sings it. Nice. 
Well, Brecky, I think, you know, I, I, I billed you before you joined as uh, also a bit of an impressionist, and I've been seeing some of your uh, recent attempts to get good at different characters. <laughs> I feel like we need a few bars of Country Road in the character of your choosing. I can't play Country Roads, though. You don't have to play it. Sing it. Sing it. Sing it in a character voice. And what whatever, ca whatever character you want. <laughs> um, shit. Put him on the spot. Damn. Right on the spot. Ruthless. I mean, I'm working on my Trump voice. It's not, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's one of the best voices I can do. It's not that good, actually. I, it needs some practice, some practice. Okay, okay. Uh, country roads, country roads, Donald Trump. Uh, let me think about this for a second. Country roads, take me home to the place I belong, which, which is Mar-a-Lago, by the way. Uh, West Virginia, beautiful state. I don't, I don't really particularly like it there, but it's a beautiful state. Uh, mountain mama, take me home. Country roads. How's that? Is that, is that good enough? That was fantastic. I was, oh, I was really impressed at a little bit of the vibretto on some of the long notes. Pass, passing. I was not expecting that. Flying yeah, colors. An interesting vocal range. You wouldn't know it, but. Uh. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, that, that was great, man. Um, so, you know, we, uh, we do like to talk ourselves some music and uh, I just was feeling, I think I was listening to the uh, 90s music on, uh, or the 90s rock on Spotify yesterday and it, it prompted me to put out a, uh, okay, so who, there's a poll on Twitter that I put out this morning, got a few hundred votes. Uh, who was the best early 90s Seattle rock vocalist? And uh, the choices were Lane Staley, of Alice in Chains, Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam, Chris Cornell, Soundgarden, Kurt Cobain, Nirvana. And uh, I think we have a statistically significant uh, result here, which I'll share in a minute. But first I wanted to ask Matt, like you're on the spot here, Lane, Eddie, Chris, Kurt, and this the is specifically is in, the, in the early 90s. I know, the answer is Doug Marsh from Built to Spill. But uh, okay, um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, uh, for me, it's Kurt, absolutely. Okay. He's, he's just, uh, just at, at the level that he achieved uh, artistically, I think, uh, kind of puts him ahead in, the way, in a way that was expressed through his vocal. Like at his best, it was a brief time though. I feel like it was a yeah. very brief time, but uh, live at Reading, if you, maybe we'll link that. But you know what I'm talking about, Brecky? Oh, yeah. Live at Reading, yeah, that show. Kurt is uh, the he, he height of his special, powers. Special man. He was special. Yeah, yeah. But it's a tough, I mean, the other thing is I would say each one are the, is the best at a certain thing. Mm -hmm. You know, is so it, like, I, you can't, it's, it's, it's like they, they each had something that they were the best at uh, vocally, even if you, just, if you just broke it down vocally. To quote the, the latest Will Ferrell movie, the Eurovision content mm. movie, music is not a competition, you know? It, you know, you can try, but everyone's different. So great movie, by the way. I, I, I'm gonna pause everyone and like you have to go watch this movie. Watch Are you serious? I am serious. If you like Will Ferrell, I love Will Ferrell. Ferrell. The music is incredible. I think it's one of the sleeper movies of the year. I've watched it twice already. Like uh, I, I don't want to like frame it for you. I want you to go and no, watch no, it yourself. No. But like, it was the movie I needed in 2020. Mm. like sirens going off and protests here and i'm just like ah, everything's so serious yeah this is the movie i needed oh i feel that healing energy right mm -hmm. now i just and it feels good 
So I immediately went and watched it uh, on your reco. This is probably a week and a half, two weeks ago. And uh, I was there for it the entire time. Rapt attention. Absolutely loved it. Right there in the heart. Mrs. Swan was uh, on Facebook within 10 minutes. And uh, that was pretty much it for her. Uh, she dipped in and out of it. Truth uh, be told, you can probably get the same effect from watching it start to finish as you can from just watching like the last 20 minutes. But <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Anyway, I loved it. I needed, I needed like new Will Ferrell because, you know, otherwise I'm just going to watch old school yet again or something. <laughs> uh, so I had a quick anecdote on the Kurt thing. Uh, Matt, I remember when you were uh, with 17th Chapter, you got a screaming coach at one point. Hmm? And I remember the appreciation you had for how you had a, you had a, a vocals coach briefly that gave you exercises to learn how to actually scream essentially or to sing extremely loudly and i remember you telling me how impressed and how hard it was to do what kurt used to do oh i i, I couldn't come close matt can you try can you try for no, no 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 <laughs> hey i just did donald trump singing country right all right, no. if I can do that, you can do, you can do. Cool no, Matt, Matt's like, Matt was like all country-ish. It wasn't a big about screaming. It was more an exercise, but. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to experience it. But uh, <laughs> it, it is, it is a, a thing where when you, when you go to vocal extremes, it is, it is kind of an out-of-body experience. You know, when you go to, to some, even just trying to do it, maybe it doesn't work out, but you're pushing yourself in that way. It's, it's interesting. Like, well, vocal cords, like their muscles, you, you have to stretch them and you have to work yeah. into those notes. Like you can't just hit those high notes or, no. or yell loudly. Um, but the cool thing is like everyone has sort of a natural-ish range, but you can push it. You know, you can work it out to get right. You get away with it for a little bit, but look, you know, look at Axl Rose. I mean, he blew his, he, he did that yeah. and really has been a head case ever since trying to, trying to get it back. Mm. No good. Oh, no so bueno. anyway, so the results of the poll, it basically yeah, was, yeah. it was like basically 40, 30, 20, 10, Kurt, mm. Kurt, Chris, Eddie Lane, which was, you know, kind of surprising. Did not expect there to be that many Soundgarden fans. And I suspect there was a little bit of, uh, well, I mean, the dude is an incredible singer, but I think there was probably a little bit of an ignoring of the time boxing of early nineties. And probably the people were thinking about like, the last 20 25 yeah. years or something like right. that. right yeah um maybe i don't know yeah because if you if you do the whole a whole career that would that would be different too if you do the whole yeah. whole career i feel like eddie starts to move up the list oh yeah i mean because just the i mean he's such an incredible singer now still can we trust these results with you know twitter being hacked and all like maybe no. maybe they've been skewed i don't know i think so i think you know most of these are just like you know Biden and Elon votes. <laughs> <laughs> By vote once, get two votes free. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. This, this is exactly what I want to ask you guys about, actually. Are we, can we jump to my question yet? Or are we? Yeah, yeah, we absolutely can. We can jump right in. Go okay. for it. Because uh, I get to ask my, my Bitcoin question as the bit curious uh, over here. Um, but there was news on Twitter about uh, a major, major hack 
of these different accounts. And it did have something to do with Bitcoin. The, what the criminals were going after was trying to get people's Bitcoin uh, in this scam. And uh, so the question is about Bitcoin being perceived maybe, or is it maybe for criminals? I mean, I don't. You know, is Bitcoin for criminals? So we're going to have a pretty healthy discussion about this one. We may go a little bit longer, but uh, let's kick it off as we as we often uh, plan to with a, uh, a quick summary on this topic from uh, Jan Pritzker, uh, who's the co-founder and CTO of, uh, of Swan Bitcoin and also the author of Inventing Bitcoin. And uh, here, so let's see what he has to say on this subject. Is Bitcoin only for criminals? I know a lot of people who own Bitcoin. They're my friends and my family, and none of them are criminals. Is the internet for criminals? Are cars for criminals? Is cash for criminals? Yes, all of these things are for criminals because they're for everybody. Money has to be a tool for everybody or is it a tool for nobody. If money can be taken away from you, if it can be censored, if the government in your country decides that you're a criminal just because you said something they don't like, you don't want that to be a possibility. You want to have freedom of money. Yes, there will always be criminals. It doesn't matter what kind of money we use, but freedom is worth it. Awesome. That was pretty cool. There, Jan. Mm. Yeah, he, he's such a, he drops knowledge bombs. Where do you keep him? Do you just keep him like in a, in a special lockdown location? Feed him yeah. raw. Yeah, we, we keep him, we keep him away from the coasts and, and near the stakes. Yeah, <laughs> nice. basically. Yeah. He's in, he's in Chicago. Classic right. strategy. Nice and safe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. definitely want to keep your important resources uh, in the middle of the country. Yeah, <laughs> that's why Swan is is decentralized. You know, there's no. It's a great bigger attack vector. You know, we're all in different places. Right. You can chop the head off one Swan, and you know another one will just spring up somewhere else. <laughs> is it Swan a Hydra? I could see that. Swydra. Create that myth. You know, like the the, the Swan Bitcoin. You, you know, I like that. I like it. Mm. No, we should do like a three or four headed Swan at Bitcoin 2021. That would be really creepy, and I think we'd lose all our customers. It'd be great. <laughs> Um, no, it's super interesting. So yeah, for a rundown for anybody that is listening to this like much later or just didn't catch the news or see what happened, basically a, uh, a hacker did some social engineering, probably a group of them, and, uh, and got access to pretty high level permissions from an employee inside of Twitter, it appears is what actually happened. Um, and then basically had all of these tweets ready to go and had some, done, done some pretty good sussing out of how someone would actually sound. So most of the tweets that went out from Elon Musk, Brian Armstrong from Coinbase and Joe Biden and Barack Obama and, you know, everybody else, everybody short of Trump, basically, uh, you know, was relatively close to something, you know, in their voice that they might tweet and talked about something relevant to them or whatever. But the basic scam was uh, all the same. The early ones, you know, the first third of them that went out were pointing toward a website saying like, we're going to give back, here's crypto for health or whatever. Click this link and, you know, probably there's a QR code to donate Bitcoin at that point or whatever. But most of them were of the format of, you know, send some Bitcoin to this address and we'll send you double back. And uh, yeah, so then, you know, the, the press since then, you know, is kind of split along two lines. One is like, oh, that was 
awful for Twitter. And then of course the, uh, the headline getter or the, the headlines of sort of the mainstream press is usually going to say, you know, Bitcoin scam. And so there's been a debate raging in Bitcoin circles uh, since yesterday, like, is this good for Bitcoin or not? Uh, Brecky, what do you think? Was, is something like this net positive for Bitcoin or net negative? I think net positive. I think we're still at a stage of Bitcoin's growth. And I think we will be for a long time where any news is good. Any, all press is good press. You know, I think it was it Vijay Boyapati pointed this out that every single person with a blue check mark, every single verified account on Twitter now knows about Bitcoin if they didn't before. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty big. Um, but, you know, like you pointed out, like there are people who are calling it a Bitcoin scam. Um, and I don't love that. You know, it does possibly reinforce the, the idea that Bitcoin is only for criminals, which is obviously not the case because here we are. Um, but... No, on the whole, I think it's fine, net positive, um, aside from the people who got scammed out of their precious sats. Yeah. Well, I not think that many, though. Like, really, what was it, like 120 like, grand or something? It's not that yeah, big a like deal. 360 some odd transactions or something. I was actually thinking if, well, that's the thing is like people are speculating about whether it was like an amateur who was doing this or if they were trying to appear to be an amateur um, because I feel like they could have done so many far worse things. You know, like, it's cool that they wanted Bitcoin. Like you were pointing that out earlier that like Bitcoin is, is so valuable. That's what they went after. Like, of course they did. And it's also the most, you know, it's the most liquid, hardest money we've ever had. Um, but think about this. They could have done, th they could have played it cool. Like they had access to Elon's account. They could have, Elon is known for tweeting crazy things. He, they could have tweeted something that sent the price tanking. And they could have shorted it or they could have sowed civil unrest by, you know, like tweeting from Biden's account and tanked his campaign. They could have really done some bad stuff. And relatively speaking, they just went after Bitcoin, which I think they, they missed out. They, they weren't very smart. <laughs> <laughs> they missed out, but it's also probable that, uh, you know, this is unlikely to get a bunch of three letter agencies coming after them. Like you may be able to cover your tracks better here than trying to set up like an insider trading thing. Right. Because um, by definition, like if you have a trading account and you're trading stocks, it's centralized. They know who you are. So, you know, yeah, you, you'd have to plan that. You could have come up with this, you know, five days ago and been able to pull this off and get whatever you wanted. And, you know, within your little circle or among your buddies, like you're flexing your skills and showing off kind of what you can do. Like it's uh, it's kind of interesting. Matt, what's your take? Well, Bitcoin, you Bitcoin was for this criminal. <laughs> <laughs> no but i think that part of the uh the reputation thing is what i was getting at with the question too is is the first time anybody heard of not well the first time i heard of bitcoin and a lot of people was during the whole silk road time mm -hmm. which is you know uh starting to fade from people's memory but that was still an introduction for a lot of people like, oh, the way to buy certain stuff is to get Bitcoin and then it's accepted by these elements. You know what I mean? I'm with you. Here, here's, I mean, to play devil's advocate, you know, because Bitcoin's been through worse, you know, it's yeah. been through Silk Road. So I don't really see this as such a big deal, you know? Um, it's overcome that reputation and gained traction in the mainstream, you know, look at guys like Paul Tudor Jones, you know, repping Bitcoin now. So 
Um, could it possibly be a little bit of a road road bump, you know, a bump in the road maybe, but I, I don't think so. Um, yeah. I mean, you know where I shake out. I think it's a huge net positive. I think, uh, you know, you, you had a, a bunch of coverage, you had search volumes up big time. You have a bunch of people looking at this and saying, why did they want Bitcoin and how can they, how can they get away with that? And that just starts you peeling back the onion. Like, how can you get away with, you know, transaction finality and, you know, pretty damn good privacy or anonymity to the point where criminals will accept payment over the internet, you know, and scam people that way. And then it's like, well, if you could do that, what are all these other things you could do? Oh, well, I could probably like send remittances with Bitcoin or I could pay some, you know, contractor in Singapore in Bitcoin or, you know, a million other things. Well, and, you know, look at, look at what happened in the markets. I don't like, I'm not a market watcher all the time, but yesterday I was looking you know, the market saw that something had happened with Twitter and that it was that uh, Twitter had gotten hacked, not Bitcoin, and the mm -hmm. market priced Twitter accordingly. If you look at the price of Bitcoin, didn't didn't really take Nothing. a hit, not, uh, not to, like the one you might expect. Yep. I think the argument for me was sealed uh, this morning when outside of the hacks, you know, an account Joe Biden with uh, 7 million followers, <laughs> yes, you know, he, he tweeted out, I don't have any Bitcoin and I'll never ask you to send me any. You know, but if you want to chip in and make a donation, you can do that here. It's like just the fact that a bunch of people were using that news to then put Bitcoin again outside of the scam in front of their followers all day today, uh, plus a few hundred articles in mainstream press. Um, you know, it was great. It's definitely good for business for us. We had a, a big spike in signups today versus the last couple of days. So I think it's, you know, pretty clear that the, the traffic drives people to want to go check it out. And some of those people end up buying Bitcoin. Exactly. No such thing as bad press. Oh yeah. All news is good news. Hey, yeah. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, Bitcoin is, uh, I said this on uh, CK's show from uh, Bitcoin magazine yesterday, uh, just recapping this, like Bitcoin is, Bitcoin is anti-fragile. Bitcoin is a rock musician, you know, and this is kind of like the way Dan Held talks about it. Like you got to talk about sci-fi and, you know, rebellion a little bit. But I think rock musician is actually a more appropriate analogy. Bitcoin, Bitcoin is a is a rock star. Oh, a rock star. Oh, yeah. Bitcoin yeah. is a rock star. There's like no no bad news. You can bite off a rat or go help some kids <laughs> in a hospital, and either way, it's good for you. Well, I was gonna say that yeah, when you said you know no, uh, there is no such thing as bad press. That's such a musician thing to say, you know. Especially after, especially after you get some bad press. Um, <laughs> Bitcoin's uh, like a rock star that never ages. That's the yeah. Thing. For me, any any bad press I ever got, and I didn't get a ton of press in my career, but I did. It would hurt my feelings when it was when it wasn't. Well, you know, the good news is that's why I had to. Bitcoin yeah, has no feelings. I wasn't tough yeah. enough. Yeah, Bitcoin doesn't have any feelings. Bitcoin might be like a specific kind of rock star, like maybe Bitcoin is Keith Richards. <laughs> so which okay so which okay, you could so throw that, anything that flat. you could so, no i was just saying all right i see what you're i see where you're no, going it's fine that. so which which rock star is most like bitcoin in all of rock history mm. assume that that rock star lives forever <laughs> put it on the pole <laughs> i don't think bitcoin is a rock star i think bitcoin is okay. the yeah. guitar man okay bitcoin okay. is the instrument it's the, un mm -hmm. the basis on which rock and roll is built. Well, and then, you know, as the, the whole theory behind this podcast is that Bitcoin is like music. 
it's a universal language. Mm -hmm. That's why we talk about about music and Bitcoin together. Because we think these are going to be the the two, you know, universal languages that all people globally speak. One of them we all do already, and one of them about a tenth of a percent to half of a percent of us speak so far. <laughs> all right. So, so you really you want us to to, to pick a rock star? Is that, is that what this is? No, I think you talked me out of it because we had to we had to go up a few levels. It was like rock star. I know it's guitar. I know it's rock. And I'm like, well, you know, actually, it's here's my it's issue: is is rock stars tend to like have these meteoric rises and then like untimely deaths and things like that. So I don't want to make the the uh, association that Bitcoin is like one of these people who is going to rise and, and then fall. Uh, Bitcoin is just, you know, it's the bubble that keeps falling up upwards. So that's why it has to be somebody like pretty old who's still alive and still putting out music. Like Paul McCartney, maybe like, I don't know. He's not rock and roll enough. I mean, what am I talking about? He invented rock and roll. Hmm. Bro, he's not rock and roll enough though. <laughs> <laughs> Different kind of rock and roll. Different kind of rock and roll. That's I mean, anybody awesome. could have invented it. It's, you know. Um. Hmm. <laughs> see, the, see the wheels turning, Matt. You got, you got something. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I know. You know, I'm, I, I'm still trying to figure out what Bitcoin is. So I, I can't, you know, I'm, it's still slippery to me. So I, I, it's hard for me to project on to me it would be a, a rock star at a certain at a certain part of uh their career you know like because this is an ascendancy it seems like in terms of where you guys are projecting things going oh, I you know see. i'm saying and this is very mm. early on in the process of, of so something rising up like a phoenix you know like it's so um yeah yeah so i'm, I'm thinking of of somebody that had that kind of juice so you basically have to pick like a rock star and a year yes. for the analogy to work. Maybe so. I think that's probably what it is. Yeah. So it's like stones in 64 or something like that. Right. By that. Yeah. Mick Jagger. Yeah. That'll work. I, I dig that. Okay. Well, you know, in episode 21, uh, we're going to tell you what Bitcoin is. So <laughs> only 16 more episodes to go. Oh, well, uh, I can wait. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll be good. You'll have yeah. like some of the time is fine. And, and then we'll just explain the whole thing. Uh, so I, I'm going to go ahead and say that, uh, you know, Tupac is still alive and Tupac uh, is Satoshi. So, you know, the most rock, the most rocking of rap stars, I think, is uh, is very Bitcoin, if he's still alive. <laughs> I guess I'm an East Coast guy. So, you know, I love me some Biggie, but I'll, I'll go with your metaphor for right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Tomato, tomato, biggie, Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that I'm note, I think uh, we should probably wrap up. Uh, we are moving to uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays instead of Mondays and Thursdays, as we found out that on Mondays, neither of us have the energy to do anything remotely approaching an acceptable uh, performance on Mondays. So, Matt, I'll see you next Tuesday. All right. Sounds uh, good. Don't do that acronym. Um, and <laughs> I'll let that sink in for Brecky for a second. I'm, I'm, it went over my head. I missed it. Well, it's okay. We'll put it in the show notes. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, so yes, see you next Tuesday. And, um, yeah, this was super fun. Glad to get into it a little bit. Brecky, a successful first guest appearance. 
We'll have you back fantastic. on soon, I'm sure. It was a fantastic show. It was my best show. I've had, I only do best shows. I've never had a bad show. Thank you for having me. Uh, sign up for Swan Force, swanbitcoin.com slash enlist. You won't regret it. We definitely need to put a Trump URL nice. up there and like dare them to make us take it down. Say that again? Put it, put swanbitcoin.com slash Trump and just put something funny on there. See, it's, it's, that's the problem is like, he, he steals music, right? He steals music from, from all these, these rock stars who don't want him using their music at his rallies. Yeah. But if we were to, you know, do it, he, well, he's the president, so he can, you know. Why don't you just put Trump or something? T-R-O-M-P, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna do some thinking. Yeah, I thought you might. <laughs> any, any final thoughts uh, about your, the rest of your week and how much Frosé you're gonna sell tomorrow? Uh, oh, the sky is the limit. I mean, at this point, <laughs> uh, I'm expecting lines around the block. Uh, and, you know, the future is bright. And orange. And orange, as they say, around these parts. Well, Ugly Duckling, episode five, signing off. Let the froze flow. See you guys next time. Peace.